Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. Peacock streaming new movies every week at PeacockTV.com. We'll have the Twilight Saga. I never felt more alive. Selma. We must march. Plus Bad Boys 1 and 2 and Shrek 1 and 2. So good to be home. Tons of blockbuster hits you can't not watch. Sign up at PeacockTV.com. Look through your children's eyes and you will discover the true magic of a forest. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Andrew Cuomo announced his resignation as governor of New York. Beyonce opened up about how she traded her teen years for a successful music career. And is the Suicide Squad the end of the superhero movie? BuzzFeed's Allie Hayes joins us to break it all down. It's August 10th, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Shyla Watson. And I'm Stephen LeConte. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. So Shyla, let's just dive into what is definitely going to be the biggest story of the day. The guy formerly known as the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, has announced his resignation. The best way I can help now is if I step aside and let government get back to governing. And therefore, that's what I'll do. After months of refusing to resign during an investigation into his alleged workplace sexual harassment, a report from Letitia James's office subsequently found truth to the allegations. Cuomo said he'll officially resign later in August. Cuomo's current lieutenant governor, Kathy Hochul, will take over as governor, and I believe she will be the first female governor of New York. So I hate how he didn't acknowledge any wrongdoing. He basically made it seem like he was doing, like, the state of New York a favor, as opposed to taking any accountability for his actions. I do hug and kiss people casually, women and men. I have done it all my life. Oh, yeah. This statement was a whole entire mess. The one good part of the statement was when he said he was going to resign. The rest of it was absolute garbage. He absolutely treated the entire thing like, you know, he was like the victim of some sort of shakedown. And even as he was saying he was saying he was resigning because of these allegations, but also sort of implying that the allegations weren't true. It really didn't make any sense. It was very scattered. And I thought it was a total insult to the 13 women who have come forward and uh, made it clear how comfortable he made them feel. Well, at least he's going to be gone. Um, I believe his resignation takes full effect in two weeks, 14 days. Um, 14 more days of Andrew Cuomo, New York. So there we go. Um, In other news, in a rare interview, Beyonce talked about missing out on her teenage years and the stress she felt while building her music career. She told Harper's Bazaar that her teen years were all, quote, about the grind and added that as a black woman in music, she felt she was under constant scrutiny and had no room to make mistakes. She also said she, quote, wanted to break all of the stereotypes of the black superstar, whether falling victim to drugs or alcohol or the absurd misconception that black women were angry. 
Beyonce also revealed that she wrote Bootylicious as a direct response to criticism she faced after gaining weight in her late teens. I mean, I just love that little tidbit at the end that that's the that the origin story of Bootylicious. I love yes. that so much. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, an iconic hit. I mean, I love everything that she said. I mean, I, I hate that it happened to her and that she was going through this. It's, I mean, I think today we're like, Beyonce, a goddess, a queen, like, we're so lucky to have her. But thinking about everything that she sacrificed to become who she is, and now she's finally opening up about it. And I'm sorry that she she did have to make those sacrifices and that she had this, like, stereotype that she also had to fight when she was so young. I couldn't do it. Yeah. And, you know, it makes me think about all these conversations we're having nowadays about, you know, the way that the media has treated famous women, especially in the early 2000s. And we've looked a lot at like the Britney Spears and the Paris Hilton, and the Lindsay Lohan examples, where it's like a woman who was sort of combusting publicly and like the fallout from that. But I think this is an interesting example of another way this sort of like toxic media culture can manifest where, yes, Beyonce was treated perfectly, but she had to literally be perfect because of that. You know, they were never going to show her grace if she misstepped at all. Right, exactly. All right, so coming up after the break, does Suicide Squad's box office performance signal rough times ahead for the superhero genre? BuzzFeed's Allie Hayes joins us to tell us more. Chief it. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. Hey, Lethal listeners, Tig here. Last season on Lethal Lit, you might remember I came to Hollow Falls on a mission, clearing my Aunt Beth's name and making sure justice was finally served. But I hadn't counted on a rash of new murderers tearing apart the town. My mission put myself and my friends in danger, though it wasn't all bad. I'm gonna be real with you, Tig. I like you. But now... All signs point to a new serial killer in Hollow Falls. If this game is just starting, you better believe I'm gonna win. I'm Tig Torres, and this is Lethal Lit. Catch up on season one of the hit murder mystery podcast, Lethal Lit, a Tig Torres mystery, out now. And then tune in for all new thrills in season two, dropping weekly starting February 9th. Subscribe now to never miss an episode. Listen to Lethal Lit on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. After 30 years, it's time to return to the halls of West Beverly High and hang out at the Peach Pit. On the podcast 9021 OMG, join Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling for a rewatch of the hit series Beverly Hills 90210 from the very beginning. We get to tell the fans all of the behind-the-scenes stories that actually happen. So they know what happened on camera, obviously, but we can tell them all the good stuff that happened off camera. Get all the juicy details of every episode that you've been wondering about for decades as 90210 
Latino superfan and radio host Sissini sits in with Jenny and Tori to reminisce, reflect, and relive each moment from Brandon and Kelly's first kiss to shouting, Donna Martin graduates. You have an amazing memory. You remember everything about the entire 10 years that we filmed that show. And you remember absolutely nothing of the 10 years that we filmed that show. <laughs> Listen to 9021OMG on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Last week, the highly anticipated and highly confusing Suicide Squad reboot, The Suicide Squad, debuted in theaters and on streaming. It's being called a box office disappointment, only taking home $26.5 million at the box office. That has us wondering, is it a bad movie? Can we blame it on Delta? Or could we just be done with superheroes? BuzzFeed movie editor Allie Hayes joins us now to break it all down. And just as a warning, major spoilers ahead. Hi, Allie. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on again so soon. <laughs> oh, we are so glad to have you back. So first off, this was called a full reboot by the film's director. People were confused. Some are still confused. Does the Suicide Squad appear to be part of the same universe of the OG Suicide Squad? What's the plot of this one? So I find it very funny because I've been calling it not quite a reboot, not quite a sequel. Um, I think calling it a full reboot is interesting considering the way it's framed within the film. Um, so to answer kind of all the questions at once, um, the movie does take place in the same universe as the original Suicide Squad. It does have quite a few of the same characters showing up in the same roles. Even in the opening, we see that the characters know each other from somewhere. We don't get the whole, like, we're meeting for the first time. Like, Harley even gets onto the helicopter in the first five minutes of the movie and is like, Rick Flag, I know you. And it's like, so we don't need the kind of... Um, 45-minute character explanations we got at the first one, <laughs> but the characters clearly know each other. As far as the plot, it's the same plot as every Suicide Squad comic and the first movie. Um, in its most basic form, it's Task Force X, which is the Suicide Squad. It's a group of weird, random villains from the DC universe who are only getting more weird and more random as time goes on, who are collected by Amanda Waller, who is just badass in human form, <laughs> who runs this squad to do um, very, very top secret government operations that they can't send the U.S. Army to do. Hence, Suicide Squad, they're all dispensable. And in its most basic form, that's this movie too. Same story. People die. <laughs> Missions happen. We got it. Now, the movie is getting mixed reviews, so I need your take. You actually went to the set and you've seen it twice now, so... What do you think? What's your review? Good? Bad? Should we see it? Not see it? So anytime I give a movie review, I feel the need to preface it by saying that I've been often told that my taste in movies is how you say bad. <laughs> That's so, not true, Allie. You have that the BuzzFeed commenters would beg to differ, Stephen. <laughs> But I greatly enjoyed this movie. I knew I was going to like it from the second I started seeing things um, behind the scenes. I tell everybody the same story that I can actually tell people now, where the second that I saw the design for Harley's outfit, I like got emotional and I turned to the person next to me and I was like, 
they gave her flat shoes. <laughs> She's running around in flat shoes. Oh my God. Um, huge, honestly. Yes. It's huge for women. It's huge for women everywhere. Truly. <laughs> um, so I personally really enjoyed the movie. I went into it knowing what I was getting, which is a very weird, <laughs> very silly DC comics movie. And I greatly enjoyed it personally. And specifically, I know everyone has been excited and intrigued about Pete Davidson's involvement in this. What did you think of his performance? Did he deliver? So this is where I'm going to reiterate Stephen's earlier warning of spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Pete Davidson in this movie is what I like to call a reverse psycho, or I guess most recently a reverse scream. Um, Man dies in the first 10 minutes of the movie. What? Really? Yeah. Ah. Man gets his face blown off in the first 10 minutes of the movie. I think he has maybe three lines, maybe four if I'm being generous. Does he come back in any way like later on? No, he's been on screen longer in like an SNL sketch. So... (laughs) Absolutely not. Gets his face blown off at the beginning, which is really, it sets the tone of the movie. It's the Suicide Squad. A lot of characters die. The Literally before the opening credits roll, we lose like 30% of the people on the poster. Wow. It's okay. gutsy. It's fun. The first 20 minutes are probably my favorite. <laughs> okay. So basically, if you're like a huge fan of Pete Davidson, uh, maybe temper your expectations. I was going to say all of those fangirls and boys going in being like, I stand. And you're going to be sad. Yeah. Or just go for the first 10 minutes. Yeah. Or it's fantastic. <laughs> There's also Margot Robbie's very popular return as Harley Quinn and the addition of John Cena. What performances stood out to you as like the best? So Margot Robbie is always great. She's always fantastic. And I would go as far to say this might be her best Harley Quinn performance. I loved her in it. She was utilized just enough. John Cena has no business being as hilarious as he is in this movie. It's I mean, I might as well out myself on the podcast. You guys already know I'm a WWE stan. So I know his mic skills. So I know he's good on the mic, but he really blew me away with how funny he is and also how grounded he is in this. He has a few dramatic moments and I believed them. (laughs) They're really, really good. Yeah. And then, of course, as far as standouts go... Uh, this isn't my sound bite. I can't take credit for it, but Dan, I think it's Daniela Milkior. Daniela Milkior. She's truly the heart of the film. She plays Ratcatcher too. She's so sweet. She's so cute in it. The whole movie, you're wondering how that character got herself in this situation with these horrible people. <laughs> but I would watch a standalone film for her in a heartbeat. She's truly probably going to be the breakout star from this. And then, of course, Idris Elba. Sexiest man alive of all time, every day. People magazine can change it, but it never changes in my heart. (laughs) Um, Wait, speaking of sexy, so I haven't seen this movie, (laughs) but I have seen- I love that I already know where you're going. (laughs) I have a one-track mind. Um, So I haven't seen this movie, but I have seen- a screen grab of John Cena. You sure have. And I believe it was in my post that you saw the screen grab. What? What? Should I see this movie for that reason? Will I, was gonna I, say, will I there enjoy is, it? There is, in fact, for the uninitiated among us, there is, in fact, a scene in which John Cena is in nothing but his underwear. And if you go to the movie for nothing else, he's also standing right next to Idris Elba. So that scene is really wow. just for the people. It's doing whammy. it for the people. Okay, so <laughs> now I might have to see it. But, I mean, a lot of people have seen it, but it's still a box office letdown. So why do you think that is? Do you think this is like related to the streaming or like COVID or just 
the movie? Like, why is it not performing as well as people hoped? I definitely think that the most straightforward explanation for it would be a mixture of COVID fears as well as streaming. However, I think that an unexamined portion of this might be the confusion that we talked about with the first question (laughs) around what exactly this movie is. Because you have people who saw the first iteration of it who weren't huge fans of it thinking, why would I go see a sequel to this? And then people who didn't see it but heard that the first one was bad being like, why would I go see a reboot? boot of this, which is really disappointing for me as a comic book movie fan because I found it great. I think all comic book movies offer something different, and this definitely offered something different. Now, some critics, some, not all, have have gone so far as to say that this movie's uh, box office performance could signal that the superhero genre is becoming too tired or too formulaic. Do you agree with that? Um, I do not personally, (laughs) just because I do think this is definitely a conversation that we've been having since the early 2000s with Spider-Man. And as long as there are superhero movies, there's going to be conversations about whether or not that genre is tired, which I always find interesting because it's really one of the only genres that ever gets kind of that excuse that's like oh did a movie perform poorly well we must just be tired of superheroes it's like if a drama does bad people are like oh well we must just be tired of robert de niro (laughs) like (laughs) so personally i think that it's not fatigue so much as confusion (laughs) with this movie in particular so do you think that this could sort of foreshadow how other superhero movies like shang chi and and spider-man the eternals and venom will perform this year I mean, personally, I hope not. (laughs) I'm looking very forward to those movies, but I do think it's probably a good guidepost, especially if, unfortunately, COVID continues in the same way it is and streaming is going to be at least till the end of the year for Disney Plus and HBO Max, um, so that those two reasons are still going to exist when those movies come out. Um, So I guarantee people will be having this exact same conversation for each of these movies as they come out, if they underperform and then if they overperform, it will be in spite of it all. (laughs) Now you joked that you have bad taste movies, which we know is not true. So I want to know what non Marvel superhero projects are you excited for? Honestly, I don't even know if I know any non-Marvel superhero movies coming out this year specifically, besides Venom, of course, um, which looks a little bit wild. So I'll probably still see that. Yeah, (laughs) nothing non-Marvel related in particular that I can think of. Um, Suicide Squad was kind of the last big DC thing to come out this year, as far as I know. Okay, well, I might have to see it. I mean, just that that uh i was gonna say don't make me send you the screenshot again oh it's very much already saved your background (laughs) well thank you so much for joining us today this was a blast as always oh my gosh of course anytime that's it for today come back and join us tomorrow and remember we only have 14 more days of andrew cuomo be sure to subscribe to buzzfeed daily on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you go for your sound stories And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed coming to you daily. Peacock streaming the world's biggest sporting events, exclusive originals, and the latest movies. This February, we've got Super Bowl 56 and the 2022 Winter Olympics. 
Peacock Original Bel Air from executive producer Will Smith and Westbrook Studios. Damn! Plus tons of new movies every week, including Marry Me, starring Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson, in theaters and streaming only on Peacock Valentine's Day. With all this and so much more to love, sign up now at PeacockTV.com. Raffi is the voice of some of the happiest songs of our generation. Baby Beluga. So who is the man behind Baby Beluga? Every human being wants to feel respected. When we start with young children, all good things can grow from there. I'm Chris Garcia, comedian, new dad, and host of Finding Raffi, a new podcast from iHeartRadio and Fatherly. Listen every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jake Halpern, host of Deep Cover. Our new season is about a lawyer who helped the mob run Chicago. He bribed judges and even helped a hitman walk free until one day when he started talking with the FBI and promised that he could take the mob down. I've spent the past year trying to figure out why he flipped and what he was really after. Listen to Deep Cover on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.